Hello, everybody. Welcome to Challenge. I'm so glad you're here. I get to hear about all the different great stuff that we have going on this week. Um, it's so great that we're that we're still just on campus, getting to do all these different things together after you know quite a long time there, really about a year and a half where things were kind of tricky, kind of not doing as much, but. Now we get to connect with each other and hang out with each other and really experience community kind of in in the right way, in a normal way again, and that's really awesome. In fact, um, go ahead and look in, let's see, in your handout, it might say for you on the on the second page the, the locations and contact info for the life groups. Is that true? Okay, good. <laughs> good. That would be pretty awkward if it wasn't. So I'm really glad that that's there. So you have that information now. It's like if you think if you're a freshman or a sophomore, you should join Freshman Sophomore Connect. Obviously, junior, senior, you kind of know what to do. And then if you are an athlete or somebody who's interested in athletics, then you should make sure to hang out with FCA. And then once again, those are on Thursday at 7 at different outdoor locations. So just wanted to just... Make sure that you really know, okay, all that you need to know about life groups. And actually, I really want to emphasize that a little bit today, just during this quick little message I have here. It's so important for us to be thinking about and interacting with community. And last week, I was talking about things that will shape your identity in college. And so the first of those points that I mentioned was the friends you make. The friends you make, right? And so... It is so important for us to choose the right people to relate to, and it's so important that I want to take this whole message to underline that fact, to underline some helpful things to look for in your friendships in college. And because the people that you hang out with in college, the people that you're spending time with and really relating to are really going to make a huge difference for your life in ways that you might not even understand. (laughs) And so let me pray right now just to kind of kick this off and get us into this and then we'll get into it. So pray with me. Father, thank you so much for each person who is sitting here and being a part of this time with us. And uh, just thank you, Lord, for uh, the free pizza. And uh, thank you for the friendships that we get to make, the, the connections, the relationships that we get to make while we're in this pivotal stage of our lives in college. I pray that you would just connect us with the right people would be able to lead us in, down a direction, on a trajectory that would really give us clarity in our lives, that really just set us toward you as we, um, as we try to please you with our lives. And so, Father, just give us all a sense of how we can come away from this night um, with a better understanding of you. In your name, amen. Okay. It has been said, you can pick your friends. And you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. That's next week. No. So it's also been said, choose your friends, choose your future. That that one's serious. (laughs) Choose your friends, choose your future. You pick your friends, right? The friends that you make now are going to make or break you later. The friends you make now are going to make or break you later. There's a verse that I mentioned last week that isn't in your handout, but I'm just going to say again. Proverbs 13:20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And so the reality is the people that you spend time with are kind of what you're going to become. And so if you're hanging out with people who are wise, like that verse is saying, 
then you're going to become a wiser person. But if you're hanging out with uh, a more foolish crowd, you know, I don't know who that might be, but just thinking about just like, all right, maybe I need to figure out kind of who I can walk with that's really going to help me um, set a good trajectory. Once again, whoever walks with the wise. So who are you walking with? Think about that. Who are you walking with? Who do you, who's the kind of people that you want to walk with in your college career, in your life? And so one person that I just want to highlight that when I was in college, that really helped, that I was walking with, and that really made a difference in my life was this guy named Neil. Some of you know Neil. Some, some of you do not. There is a picture of me and Neil. I do not know why I'm making that face in that picture. That was the best picture of us I could find. <laughs> but uh, that's us. I'm in the back there. And uh, so Neil was a guy that I met, actually, the first life group that I went to in Challenge. I was hanging out with Challenge, was trying to figure out this new kind of group that I was with. And I went to a life group at someone's house, and it was a great time to just meet some people. And then I met Neil. And it was at that life group I was really able to connect with all these people in just a genuine, but also in kind of a deep way as we studied the Bible together and just got to know each other in some great ways. And it was from that time that I really got to just experience the joy of just walking in, uh, in fellowship and community with some great people, including Neil. And so Neil and I, you know, we did a lot of just fun stuff together. There was definitely just a bunch of movies that we'd watch at his house. And we'd also just talk about, like, what God was doing in our lives. And we talk about, like, girls, like, you know, the girls that weren't dating us, <laughs> but they should have, you know, whatever. You know, we were just, like, bouncing all this stuff off each other. And it was just a great friendship to have. I had plenty of other friendships in college, but this is just something I wanted to highlight. This is a person, um, this is a wise guy who has helped, helped me develop wisdom in my life. And so I just want to encourage you to find somebody like, uh, like Neil. I have a key passage for us that I'm going to read right now that is kind of going to sort of set a pace for the rest of our night or the rest of uh, what I have to say. It's Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It's in your handout if you want to check that out. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Okay? From this passage, there are three simple principles for community that I think will really help you as you try to relate to the right people uh, and also to relate to them in a way that's going to help you succeed. So I got some blanks there. You can follow along with me if you want to. So the first of these, I'm going to go in backwards order here, actually, and you'll see this. Uh, you'll see this play out. Pursue encouraging friendships. So that first blank, number one, in pursue encouraging friendships. And so, kind of at the latter end of that verse I read, it says, "Encourage one another. Encourage one another." To me, that seems obvious, I guess, right? It's like, oh, I want to have encouraging friendships. Like, that just makes sense, right? You don't want to have discouraging friendships. And so, uh, but I think there's more that I want to get get to uh, in this. So, uh, do you guys like pets? <laughs> Actually, just show of hands. Do you guys like pets? We got some people who like pets. So, I, I guess I'm wondering, do you, and some people are like this and some people are not, do you receive, like, encouragement 
and emotional support from pets, from, from animals. Are you in that camp? Okay. I'm going to put my hand down because I'm not in that camp. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. That's, if that's you, that's great. I'm really happy for you, honestly. But I'm just not the kind of person who feels that kind of attachment uh, to animals. So if coming home to a pet is encouraging to you, and if that's meaningful, then I respect that. <laughs> but I think that encouragement from the right human relationships can be even more life-giving than from a pet. If you have people in your life that are really speaking encouragement into your life, that can be even more life-giving than a pet. Maybe you're the kind of person who tends to get along better with animals than people. But hopefully you can find the right community, the right people that can encourage you in that same kind of way. Encouragement can take a lot of forms. Uh, I feel encouraged when somebody says, I like your shirt. (laughs) I also feel encouraged when somebody says, I know that you can do this to get me through something hard. And I feel encouraged when I'm just having a great time with my bros. And so there's all these different kind of ways that we experience that. It's just a great thing to surround ourselves with encouragement. Uh, Loving people who are filled with God's spirit can be really refreshing and encouraging to be around. And so I want to highlight just some some needs, some times that we need encouragement. It just seems like, oh yeah, this is just a nice thing to have. But we really need encouragement in some different areas. First of all, we need encouragement when we're discouraged. Where We need encouragement when we're discouraged. So when I feel inwardly uh, upset or discouraged about something, it is such a breath of fresh air to be able to reach out to someone and allow them to encourage me and I need that. You know, we all need that. And so uh, we really need to make sure that we have people that we can reach out to when we're feeling discouraged, just in this sort of inward way. And so maybe you need to, someone to affirm your ability to do something in that situation or to encourage you to trust God in the midst of your discouragement. And so we also need encouragement when we're hurting, when we're hurting, right? Because when something goes wrong in my family or in my life, it is vital to have people to hold me up. And I can reach out and I can say, hey, like this, I'm really struggling with this. This tragedy has occurred or this situation has happened that's really getting me down. And that's, this person can really help me and really provide some, some healing from that hurt that I'm experiencing. And then we also need encouragement when we messed up, when we've messed up. Do you guys mess up? Do you guys mess up? I guess... Yeah, but I mess up, <laughs> and the Bible calls that sin, right, when we mess up. And so we do wrong things all the time, and that sometimes even hurts the people around us, right? And so do you want to know the beauty of being in a community like Challenge? Do you want to know the beauty of being in a community like Challenge? Perfect people aren't allowed here, okay? Perfect people aren't allowed here in this space, Okay? We're not, we're not doing that. We're not trying to be perfect. So I'm going to get some audience interaction here. Say this phrase aloud after me. I'm not perfect. Okay. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> uh, so just getting that out there. Okay, we've cleared that up. <laughs> you and I have this now. You and I understand that we don't try, need to try and pretend to be perfect around each other anymore. That should, be, that should just be a sigh of relief. To know that I don't need to try and impress you, and you don't need to try and impress me with perfection, because that's not possible. 
And so a truly encouraging friend, a truly encouraging community is going to, is not going to give up on you when you sin, and even when you sin against them. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 in the Bible, it says this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Okay, so this passage provides all these different kind of metaphors for just the value of being around encouraging community, encouraging life-giving relationships with other people that can really hold you up when you're hurting or when you're discouraged or even when you've messed up, even when you're not acting perfect. And so that's something really encouraging. Make sure to pursue encouraging friendships, all right? The second is to pursue interactive friendships. Pursue interactive friendships. You can write that down in your little blank if you would like to do that. Interactive friendships. What do I mean by that? Well, in the middle of that first verse I read, it says, let us not neglect meeting together. Let us not neglect meeting together. And so how do you deepen a friendship, guys? How do you deepen a relationship? You do that by spending time with the other person, right? You're going to develop lasting bonds with other people while in college as you intentionally invest in the relationship and vice versa when people are doing that for you as well. And over the past year and a half, it's been so easy, right, to isolate, to isolate. And sometimes it's even recommended, hey, you got to isolate, right? But failing to invest in friendships through time spent together, it, it keeps you from building kind of trust you need to establish with other people. When I first got involved with Challenge uh, as a student, there were all kinds of fun things that they did together, and not all of those things appealed to me, actually. (laughs) So I have an example. Does anyone, this is a shot in the dark here, does anyone know what the Red River Showdown is? Does anybody have any idea what the Red River Showdown is? Yeah, I didn't either. So when I first came to Challenge, they put on an event every year to watch the Red River Showdown live on TV. What is that? It's an annual college football game between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. What's, what's the deal with that? That was an event. That was a challenge event that was happening that I was getting invited to. And uh, I have to be honest. I have zero stake I still have zero stake in college football. I had zero stake in who won this football game. And I do not have, and it sounds like all of you do not have a vested interest in the Red River Showdown, right? But but I was invited to this event, and I knew that my friends from Challenge were going to be there. And if I chose to overlook my utter disinterest in the subject matter of this event, then maybe I could have a really great time investing in this community that, was, that I was still really getting to know better. And so hopefully challenge events and the things that we do are interesting to you. Uh, that's, that's the goal. But even if some of them are not, spending time relating to people through community is worth it. Relating to loving people 
who are learning about God together is worth it. So I just want to encourage you in that way. Now, the, the Bible records when the first Christians were getting together as a community. When that was happening, uh, the book of Acts talks about how thousands of people came to faith at the same time, and they experienced fellowship in a uniquely intentional uh, and interactive way. And so this verse on your handout, Acts 2.42, records, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And so they devoted themselves to this. When, when the first Christians got together, and you may or may not be a follower of Christ at this moment, and that's okay. I'm trying to encourage you to step out in faith and just be a part of community, whether you are part of the Christian faith or not. But it can be such a valuable thing to devote yourself to the fellowship, to breaking your bread, right? That's just eating together and just getting to spend time with other people. And so when you participate in godly community, deep, friendships deepen and become more meaningful. You feel a stronger sense of belonging as you experience acceptance from those around you. And I want you to know you are accepted. You are accepted here, all right? I have a third point for you. Pursue motivational friendships. Pursue motivational friendships. So at the beginning of this passage I read at the beginning, it says, motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Motivate one another. This sounds a lot to me like encouragement. And so maybe you're on that same wavelength and you're like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal? Why, why are you saying the same thing twice? <laughs> and so, but no, in, in different translations of that verse, it has different ways of saying this. Motivate one another. It also says spur one another on. That's what one, one translation says. Spur one another on. What does a spur do? It's like a, this little thing you put on a boot and you kind of use it to convince, <laughs> to motivate a horse to move forward, to progress. Okay? And so the idea here is that when we're in a community that is really healthy, that's really going to add value to your life, you're going to be able to speak into someone's life and someone can speak into your life in a way that could even hurt, right? And could maybe, ooh, maybe some sort of correction or some way in which that you just don't understand right now. But if you choose to move forward in that, then I assure you that uh, people can uh, really just motivate you to new heights of growth, new heights of just following God and really just getting to uh, experience the Christian life better. Helping each other grow even when it hurts. That's the idea here. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so this idea that we're just sort of these different pieces of iron, right, and we're just sharpening each other, we're helping each other get better. But that requires some friction. That requires some tension to make that work. And so sometimes you have to kind of um, deal with that. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about people causing you pain in an unhelpful way. I'm talking about people being able to say, hey, you know what, I noticed you, this is what thing you did, and it'd really be better if you did that. That means clearing relationships, clearing up relationships together, and pointing out things that will really help other people grow. And so we need to be teachable to other people in the midst of that. And so in, the, in my study Bible about that, first, that, that verse I read, uh, Proverbs 27, 17, it says, this kind of commentary on it, the image is that the interaction, that interaction with a good person, both as the person encourages and corrects, 
hones one's skill in handling challenges. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. It hones one's skill in handling challenges. Do you want to get better at handling challenges? I know I do. And so if you want to be honed in this manner, then you need to be open to encouragement and correction that comes from other people in your life. Uh, one more verse here, Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so this, this picture too comes in the form of discipleship. One thing that we really value and challenge is discipleship relationships. And what that means is that somebody who is maybe a lot farther in their walk with God, or maybe not so far as, as you in their, their walk with God, but somebody who can just help you a little bit to make, take your next step can meet with you on a regular basis to really help you to problem solve some things in your life. They've been where you are maybe just a couple steps earlier. And so that's a great way to really seek community and seek uh, motivational friendships in this way. And so if that's something that is appealing to you and maybe nobody's meeting with you in that way yet, then you can write that on your Connect card later. And so I have two more considerations to mention before I close. So first, as you're looking for other people to, to bless your life with encouraging, intera interactive, and motivational friendship, I want you to strive to become that kind of person yourself, right? This is a two-way street. And in fact, you're going to attract positive and godly community by growing in these characteristics that I've mentioned. And so a second thing I want to add here as I close a community like Challenge is a great thing to be a part of. It's my goal that anyone who chooses to get involved will meaning, meaningfully find the kind of friendships I've described and feel a sense of belonging, a sense of belonging in our group. And anybody can be a part of that. It does not matter whether you follow Christ or not. But the best way, the best way to experience life in community is to experience the fellowship that comes with following Jesus among other followers of Jesus. So I just, I just want to take this moment to invite you into that. If that's not you yet, and you've been thinking about, okay, do I want to give my life to, to Jesus or not? This is my encouragement to you. The Bible describes the community of God as a body, as a body, like the church is the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head, okay? I'm going to read this last passage that's on your handout. And as I do, I want you to consider, if you are a follower of Christ, how can you be more connected and loving in the body of Christ? And if you aren't a follower of Christ, what is stopping you from having a relationship with Jesus and relating to his people more deeply, relating to his people in this way that I'm going to read right here? It says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That, that is the essence of community that we can experience uh, if, we follow, if we follow God. And so I want to encourage you. That's what we get to experience uh, when we give our life to Christ. And so I want you to consider that. And um, let me pray uh, 
before we get into some more songs. Father, thank you so much for each person who's here. Thank you for just this gathering and just the, the, the great things that you've done in our lives um, to bring us to this point. And uh, I pray that you would use these verses, use your word and your spirit to help us to make some choices, make some decisions that are really going to help us to choose community, choose people that are going to impact our future in a positive way. And I pray that if it's among this group of people, if it's among Challenge, then, then great, Lord. But either way, Lord, we just want to seek that. We want to seek a community that's going to lift us up through encouragement and motivation um, and interactivity. So we thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.